there, tidbitters. I have slipped in here again ahead of Gary. You know, early bird gets the worm, and he who hesitates is lost, and last guy to show up missed the opportunity to make the podcast today. So, since I was here first, at least ahead of Gary, you get the pleasure of my presentation for you. I've organized something I think you'll find pretty interesting. Of course, I've included a lot of Kevin McLeod's fine music. That Kevin, he is always there for us. In terms of tips for making a difference with people who make a difference to you, the tips today have to do with people at your house and, in particular, children. We're going to start out talking about pouting and then move on to temper tantrums and self-esteem and stress. But as you listen to the tips, along with thinking about your kids, I want you to also think about, do these tips apply to anyone else at your house who maybe aren't still kids? If so, I think the same rules apply. So I figure you're going to find this pretty interesting. Whether you have kids, hang around with kids, or maybe somebody at your house is just acting childish. I think that pretty well covers it. So, be well, do well, and here we go. Does your child pout and become hard to live with? All children have some way of handling it when they don't get their way. They have their own ways of reacting when things do not work out as they want. They have ways of dealing with a world they think is sometimes unfair. Two of their choices are temper tantrums and pouting. Most children use one or the other once in a while. Just to be fair, answer this question. When you get angry or frustrated, are you more likely to pout or have a little temper tantrum? How about others at your home? When things do not go the way they want them to go, do they pout or have tantrums? Just keep in mind that your child may not be the only one having trouble handling things. Also, 
Take a minute to think about a child who neither pouts nor has temper tantrums. This can be much worse than either pouting or temper tantrums. Why? Because it often means the child is just accepting whatever happens. Even worse, she has gotten to where she no longer has any feelings about what happens to her. She does not care or thinks what she feels does not matter. This is a very bad sign. What is your child doing when she pouts? She is angry, frustrated, or upset about something. She mainly feels angry. She does not talk about it or try to work out her problem. Instead, she pouts and makes it rough for other people. What can you do? Think about what upset her. Maybe what happened was unfair or she really was treated badly. Either way, pouting about it is a problem. Say, I have thought about what happened. We can talk about it if you want to. Here is my problem right now. You have a right to feel how you feel but pouting about it is not your best choice. I think it would be better if you either got up and over it or at least talked about it. It is your choice. Here is what I am going to do. I am going to do nothing unless you choose to talk with me about it. You can pound or talk. It's your choice. If you choose to pound, please do it in your room. Now leave it alone. Her only choice is to behave more appropriately or be by herself. Hatefulness and bad moods are worse. Everyone gets in a bad mood sometimes. Even so, it is not okay to take it out on everyone around. Instead, it is a good time to get better at managing thoughts, feelings, and relationships. Managing feelings and relationships takes skills children mostly learn by example. Think about the example you and others are setting for your child. He is unlikely to manage his feelings any better than you and others at your home do. Here is something that usually helps. Leave his bad mood alone. Offer to talk with him about his bad feelings. But don't make a big deal out of cheering him up. He will be happier when he is happier. Deal only with his hatefulness. It usually comes off as cutting remarks, putting people down, and being angry. Help him manage these strong feelings better. Don't react to his hatefulness by being hateful and angry with him. Try to stay calm and not take his hatefulness personally. It likely has little to do with you. Talk with him about what is really going on. Say, here is the real problem. When you say and the things that are so hateful, it really hurts. Hurting me at other people is not your best choice. I am going to try very hard not to hurt you even if you feel you need to hurt me. Maybe one of these days, you will not need to take your hurt out on others. Until then, please think about it. Here is an idea. If you can tell me about what is bothering you, maybe we can figure out something to help. This is the point. The temptation is to get Matter to try to force him to behave better. This will not work. It will only make matters worse. You need to set a good example for him. 
Tell him his behavior is not okay with you. Teach him better ways to handle his angry feelings and let him know when you notice that he is doing better. Over time, his moods, attitudes, and behavior will become more like the good example you are setting for him. What is your child's self-esteem? Children's self-esteem is who youngsters think they are. You can see it in how they treat themselves. It is there when they feel valued and important. It is missing when they feel unworthy or put themselves down. Self-esteem can be high or low. When children think they are important and valued, their self-esteem is high. When they feel good about themselves, are comfortable with who they are and like themselves, 
their self-esteem is high. When they treat themselves with respect and avoid doing things that are not good for them, their self-esteem is high. What is low self-esteem? Children have bad thoughts about themselves. They do not think they are worthwhile people who will be successful. They do not feel good about who they are. This makes them sad and angry. They do not take care of themselves and they do things that are not good for them. Here is the important part. Children have good days and bad days. Sometimes their self-esteem is higher and sometimes lower. It depends on how things are going for them at the time. Low self-esteem is only a serious problem if your child gets extremely down on himself. More so if he is down on himself most of the time. Richard's self-esteem is very low. What am I doing here? I should have just stayed home. I don't belong here. I don't fit in. I don't fit in anywhere. Richard's thoughts were rushing as he stood by himself watching the party. He wanted to join a cluster of young people talking but was afraid. Even if they let me join in, I will mess up. I will just say something dumb or do something stupid and they will laugh at me. That would be worse than just standing here by myself. He had told himself he would do better this time. This time he was going to act like he had as much of a right to be there as anyone else. This time he would not just stand around and watch everyone have a good time. Later that night, Richard was sitting alone in his room. He had left the party after a half hour or so, and no one even noticed. Why doesn't anyone want me around? Even my family doesn't act like they want me. My family. That's a good joke, my so-called family. What's wrong with me? He sat in a chair in his room, staring off into space feeling awful more than thinking about anything special. I should have known better. I should have known it would turn out like that. It always does. I was stupid like usual, he felt the tears as he turned off the light and got into bed. It's always going to be this way. No one will ever care. Why should they? I don't care either. What have you done lately for your child's self-esteem? Think about what you have said or done lately that affected your child's self-esteem. Have you let him know that he is valued and important? It is easy to answer, yes, to the question but maybe harder to say just what you did to let him know. Let's try again. What have you done lately to let your child know that he is valued and important? Your child will treat herself about as good or as badly as you treat her. Think about the last few times you said something to your child. Did you treat her with the respect she needs and deserves? If we are honest about it, we can all stand some improvement when it comes to helping our children with their self-esteem. We can be a little calmer, a little more gentle, a little less critical and a little quicker to tell them we think they are special people. Try this. Say to your child, I love you and think you are terrific. I just thought you might want to know, it is a small deposit to your child's self-esteem bank. Be sure to make one every chance you get.
Your child's stress is real. Sometimes we forget that children's lives can be very stressful. We say, but they are just children. What could they have to be stressed about? The fact is that children have as much stress as we do. Its causes are sometimes different but it hurts just as much. Consider this example. Kathy felt restless and could not get herself to calm down. She could not concentrate on anything and was feeling the start of a headache. The past few nights, she had tossed and turned for an hour or two before falling asleep. Last night, she woke up several times and it took forever to go back to sleep. Waking up was not that bad. But the bad dreams upset her and kept her from going back to sleep. She could not get them off her mind. Between feeling tired and her headache, there was no way she could pay attention to what her mother was saying. Calm down, Kathy told herself. I think I'm going to be sick. She thought her upset stomach was because of something she ate but the more upset she got, the worse it got. Don't start crying again. I've got to get out of here, Kathy screamed to herself as she turned and ran out of the room. Our first reactions are often wrong. Pretend you are Kathy's mother. You are trying to talk to her, trying to figure out why she has been so moody. You have been patient and have cut her some slack for the past three days. But enough is enough. It's time to get to the bottom of this. Using your most calm and gentle approach, you ask, What's wrong Kathy? What is her response? Does she sit down and confide in you? Well, we can always hope our children will be reasonable. Kathy looks at you. No, she glares at you as if you were an irrational monster and bolts out of the room. What do you do? What is your first reaction? If you are like most of us, you are angry, frustrated, confused, and very hurt. When we know our children are hurting and they will not let us get close enough to help, it is to put it mildly very stressful. Here is what Kathy's mother actually did. She gave into her stress and went after Kathy yelling, Get back in here right now. I am talking to you. I am not going to put up with any child of mine treating me like that. I am your mother and you are going to listen to me. It could have gone from bad to worse. But Kathy did come back. Staring at her mother, she asked, What do you want? I'm listening. Her mother said something about the importance of respecting your parents and then she walked out of the room. Yes, Kathy's mother walked out, leaving Kathy standing there. There is a better approach. Kathy's mother had the right idea. She did not push and gave Kathy some personal space. The problem is that when Kathy bolted out of the room instead of talking, her mother had a bad stress reaction herself. She got mad and ran after Kathy. This would have been better. She could say, I can tell you have a lot on your mind, Kathy. I will give you as much time and space as you need to work it out. If you want to talk, I'm here for you. If Kathy does not get less moody in a day or so, her mother can get a little more insistent. She can say, whatever you are struggling with seems like a big problem for you. I cannot tell whether you are winning or the stress is winning. It's time to talk. Let me help. I know the two of us can handle any problem better than either of us by ourselves. Can we talk? When a child still refuses to talk, we should keep trying. Not right then but from time to time and at least once a day. The key is this. 
Don't get frustrated and uptight just because the youngster will not talk. Helping a youngster with stress can be stressful. Be a good example of how to manage stress. It starts with our not getting angry and lashing back at the child.